as promised earlier, we have with us Mr. Bill Reichert. And uh, we're going to go through some of Bill's history and play some great music. So, uh, Bill, you with us? I am. How you doing? Thank uh, you very much for having me. Oh, anytime. And uh, we're doing great. You know, it's doo-wop night, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, I've heard some quality songs that I haven't heard in quite a while, so uh, uh, I'm happy to be on uh, your show, and uh, I, I love the way you say it's doo-wop the way you want it, because uh, that's what I've tried to do all my recording life, is sing the songs the way uh, I thought people would like to hear them, as, uh, and some of them are original, uh, written by our management, so uh, I hope the uh, listening audience enjoys uh uh, the history of uh, of Bill Reichert and his various groups throughout the years. Great. Now, let's go, wait, well, first let me uh, tell everybody that right now you're living in Pittsburgh. I am. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, a town called Butler, PA. Butler, okay. Um, and... You have a current group. We'll talk about them later, but I just want to give everybody the name because we do have some people from Pittsburgh listening in. Well, that's a good thing. I am currently the lead vocalist, uh, lead male vocalist, uh, for a group called the Pittsburgh Doo-Wop Big Band. It's a 16-piece orchestra. Our musical director is Rick Mansfield, who is a musical director for all of the Doo-Wop 50 and Doo-Wop 51, all those shows on WQED. He's an award-winning musical director. He's our musical director. And uh, between the singers and the musicians and our musical directors, we have 19 members in the Pittsburgh Doo-Wop Big Band. Wow, very cool. And we'll, we'll talk about them as we go through your history. So... When you were growing up, did you want to be a singer? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, my older sister, Joan, uh, was um, in love with the doo-wop music, and uh, she started me off uh, before I was even a teenager, uh, taking me to the uh, Murray the K shows and the Alan Freed shows at the Brooklyn Fox and at the uh, Paramount Theater. And uh, I've seen probably, I have all the show books from when I went. Wow. Uh, but I probably saw about seven or eight uh, co combination of Alan Freed and Murray the K shows. Oh, maybe I ran across you uh, back then. <laughs> no. uh, ran across your path, I should say. Sure. I still have my Murray the K albums, you know, that they gave away at those shows. Golden Gassers. Yeah. <laughs> Good old days. So, uh, so you grew up with the sound, and you knew you wanted to be this, a singer. What did your parents feel about that? Well, my mom um, was uh, thinking that my sister Joan would be the musician in the family, and uh, she played piano. And then um, I guess when I was about 11 or 12, my mother brought me bought me a Gretsch guitar, 
and uh, I start. I learned four chords: C, A minor, F, and G. And with those four chords, I probably was able to pay, play a hundred duops. That's right. As long as you played them in different order in a different tempo. But uh, I can remember the first group I ever uh, sang with was a group called the Del Rays, and uh, we were in Jackson Heights Woodside. Queens, mm-hmm. New York, and uh, we used to hang out in the parks, and we try to find, uh, you know, they say looking for an echo, we would go along 82nd Street in Jackson Heights, and we would try to find the stores that had the deepest hallways, the deepest lobbies, and we'd get as close as we could uh, inside so that we'd have that echo, and we'd, we'd, be, we'd sing doo-wop all night long. <laughs> and that's it, looking for that echo. Yep, yep. And... Then, uh, what happened next? You, well, uh, you were in that group, I and was, you got the sound going. Right. And then I was recruited by uh, the manager of a group called the Runaways. Ah, okay. uh, Or actually, by then, we were called the Runarounds. And we were preparing to uh, do some original material on a record. And our manager took us into ODO Recording Studios down at 1650 Broadway, and we recorded uh, uh, two cuts. We recorded Kangaroo Hop and Teenage Style on one record, and then we record, uh, recorded a second uh, song called Laughing With Tears In My Heart and The Shake on a second record. And uh, that was when we started uh, recording and playing in, in different uh, clubs in uh, Long Island and, and Queens. And uh, the Runaways had their first record being pressed at the, at the record company. And uh, we got a call, um, and the manager said, Bill, we've been uh, showing our name as the Runarounds for the last year and a half, doing all the WMCA good guy shows and everything else. But the Regents, who recorded Barbara Ann, just came out with a new record called Runaround, and they changed their name from the Regents to the Runarounds. So we can't use the name Runarounds anymore. They got it. So uh, we agreed uh, within a three- or four-minute span that we would change the name of the group from the Runarounds to the Runaways, and that was our first release in 1963, uh, Kangaroo Hop and Teenage Style. Wow. Well, with your permission, how about if we listen to the Runaways doing teenage style? Oh yes, and the and the words are are, are fantastic because the hairstyles may be different nowadays, but the uh, the whole song is the way that we acted as teenagers, especially as we groomed our hair and tried to look look good for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a funny song, good song. Oh, okay, well, let's take a listen. And here we go, Bill Reichert with the Runaways in Teenage Style.
Style, Bill Reichert and the Runaways. Now, Bill, um, you mentioned that the other recording with the Runaways, uh, one of the others, was Laughing with Tears in My Heart. That's correct. And laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can what can you tell us about that? Well, Laughing with Tears in My Heart was uh, a song that uh, was written by Flo Sigari. Uh, Flo was our uh, our manager. Uh, she managed uh, our group, and um, I have what I thought was the original master uh, recording from Odeo Recording Studios, and it was my opinion uh, and my thoughts that the record had never been released. Uh, but I have found out throughout the years from uh, uh, one of the music stores who said, I have a copy of Laughing With Tears In My Heart uh, by The Runaways. I said, how can you have that? I said, it was never released. And uh, he went to the back, pulled it out, and uh, showed it to me. And what I found out later, that when uh, Flo Sigari passed away, uh, her husband uh, sold all of her musical rights and all of her musical um, records uh, to Eddie Engel from Christy Bo- Crystal Ball Records. And uh, Eddie was good enough to uh, put that song out on Crystal Ball Records. And uh, what I thought was an unreleased song wound up being uh, a release on Crystal Ball Records. So uh, I- I'm-, I'm proud of it. I love it. Uh, and-, and it's the first time we ever tried chiming off. Uh, you know how the old group used to go, bing, bing, bing. Well, we did that in the record. And, uh, hey, uh, I was 63, so I was, what, 19 years old. Um <laughs> I uh, my voice has changed a lot in the last few years. I can tell you that, but uh, I think I had a higher voice back then. But I hope everybody enjoys laughing with tears in my heart. It's a quality song written by Flo Gary. Okay, let's take a listen right now. <laughs> No. Oh. 
Alright, The Runaways, Laughing with Tears in My Heart, and Bill, we had a question from one of our listeners, who was also a DJ on the station, uh, Peppy, wants to know if you know Ray DeFade. Ray DeFade is uh, our baritone saxophone player in the Pittsburgh doo-wop big band. Uh, probably one of the most requested uh, Barry Sax players uh, in the United States uh, when any of the groups come in and they want a baritone sax as part of their orchestra. Uh, Ray, Ray DeFade's name and his son is also a uh, saxophone player. Recently he did uh, that show on WQED with um, uh, oh, Engelbert Humperdinck. He was the saxophone player. So Ray and his son are musical legends in Pittsburgh uh, when it comes to saxophone. Uh, both the Fade uh, Boys and um, Rick Mansfield um, are, are the three most requested sax players around right now. And Pepe said that he knows Ray DeFade very well. Yeah, and uh, Ray's got a wonderful reputation. A good man, good man, quality uh, person, too. Okay, next name, Jamie Marshall. Uh, I, I've seen the name. Um, I, I can't uh, recall. I may have met um, uh, that person at a show, uh, but I, um, uh, I, again, I've seen the name. I just don't know, uh, can't recall. Okay, and Benny Benack. I've heard the name Benny Benack, and uh, again, quality, uh, good reputation. I, I just uh, don't recall uh, where and when I met him. Uh, okay, let's see. Pepe said he played for Tavares in Miami. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, That's another great group, Tavares. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to your history, though. Um, so, you had the Runaways, and then... What happened next? I took, uh, again, uh, I was married uh, in uh, 1965, and um, my wife uh, and I gave, uh, oh, my wife gave birth to uh, our son Bill uh, in uh, 1970. And um, by then I had taken uh, time off. I guess I, I took about 12 years off from music uh, to raise my family. And I was enjoying uh, watching my son play soccer and watching my son play baseball and going to all of his baseball games. And Joanne uh, was working for a company at the time and won a trip to Hawaii. And so uh, she took me along because uh, you were allowed to bring your spouse. And Joanne and I are on this uh, little cruise boat in Hawaii, <clears throat> and there's a, an ensemble on the boat um, playing doo-wop. Uh, they were four Hawaiian people playing doo-wop, huh. and uh, it was amazing because, uh, you know, while the song sounds a little dif little bit differently in the phraseology of the words, uh, because, you know, they were Hawaiian natives, and they sang with a, a Hawaiian uh, uh, accent, and uh, I'm, I'm singing all the songs at the table, uh, or maybe 20 feet away from them, and the one guy from the band comes over and says, uh, I hear you singing. You sing better than me, and I don't know all the words. Can you sing the next song? I said, well, what is it? And uh, so he gave me the name of the song. I said, I know that song. So uh, I sang probably about five or six songs with that group on the rest of the cruise, <laughs> and I got the bug back again. <laughs> <laughs> so when I went back to New York, uh, I looked up in Newsday uh, for, oh, at least a week or two for anybody that was looking for uh, a singer. 
and I saw an ad uh, in the Newsday uh, that a group called the Dedications were coming back out, and they were looking for a lead vocalist. And so I auditioned and uh, was accepted into the band, and it became like a 13-year career with the Dedications. Wow. The mid-'80s, right up uh, till the uh, you know late-'90s. Impressive, very impressive. Um, so we have some cuts by the Dedications. Oh, wow. Uh, and the, f- the first one we have is I Remember. Oh, wow. That was the second doo-wop song I ever learned the harmony to. The first one was Zoom, Zoom, Zoom by the Collegians. Uh-huh. And the second one was I Remember by the Five Discs. And um, when we were doing shows in Long Island uh, with the Dedications, uh, one of the five discs uh, um, used to come to the restaurant and bring a couple of the other five discs with him. And um, they used to request, uh, you know, some songs by Never Let You Go and things like this. But the only song we knew by the five discs was I Remember. So uh, we kept singing that every time they came. They loved it. And, uh, and one of the guys voted to have that on our album. And I just love the, uh, the it's the old doo-wop harmony, and uh, it's the second doo-wop song I ever learned, and I love it. I hope the audience loves it as much. Now, cool. Now, the, the this album, I think, was An Evening of Golden Memories? Correct. Yes, it was. It was the, I think it was the first album we ever did with the dedications. Ah. Uh, and it was called An Evening of Golden Memories. Okay. Um, CD is probably still available out there. I uh, I would hope so. Uh, I'm glad I got my copies because uh, I can't find them in the uh, music stores here in Pittsburgh. But uh, uh, some of the guys tell me uh, they're finding them on uh, on a f- in a few places. Uh, some of the old music stores out in Long Island and probably eBay and Discogs. Oh yep. Oh, and let's see, another DJ, also an artist, uh, Billy Regal Buto, Bad Boy Brooklyn Billy on the station, says one of the dedications lives down the block from him. Now, it would either be Frank Russo, Lou Liguri, uh, or Jim Pace. Russo. Frank Russo, yeah. When I, when I left Long Island, now I left Long Island, I moved to Pittsburgh area in 2000. So uh, three, thirteen, twenty. Yeah, it's about twenty years ago. Uh, Frank was living in um, uh, I can't think of the name of that uh, town, but it was uh, Exit Fifty One on the LIE Deer Park. Deer Park. Ah, uh, okay. One thing about Frank Russo, that man could feel the music in a way that a lot of singers couldn't. I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by some of the best singers uh, that, uh, that I've, I've ever had the, the privilege of sharing the stage with. But Frank was our baritone, Jim Pace was our second tenor, and Lou Liguri was our first tenor. Uh, Frank uh, had a way of, of singing his, bar- we do bass and baritone, or baritone and bass. But Frank, and, and you're going to hear, I hope we play uh, later on Earth Angel, Frank would move very, very uh, carefully through the harmony in a baritone note. And boy, he, he just added some quality baritone. And, and he knew enough that the baritone note shouldn't necessarily be heard more so, but it needs to be felt. And you know it's not there if, if you don't feel it in the harmony. Uh, but uh, second tenor, 
um, Jim Pace and first tenor Lou Liguri, um, uh, they, between Frank, uh, Jim, and Lou, it's some of the best harmony I've ever had the privilege of singing with. Well, we're going to hear that right now. Uh, and I'd like to uh, recognize them. They were three great Lou Liguri was the best male first tenor that I have ever sung with. Wow. Um, okay, so getting back, we're going to listen to um, I Remember. Correct. So here we go. I remember by the dedications that sounded great, Bill. Well, and that was Frank uh, Russo at the end doing the I remember, bum, bum, I remember. He, he loved to do the baritone and the bass and, and move up and down in the harmony, and he did a great job at the, with I remember. Uh, okay, so the next cut we have is most of all, and you were telling me a story about this one. Well, most of all um, was a record um, by the Moonglows. I loved it. Uh, I, I, I had an affinity for it. And uh, my group uh, at the time the, uh, um, was on stage at the Bayshore Roller Rink uh, in Bayshore, Long Island on Sunrise Highway. And uh, we were singing uh, Most of All. We were doing a cover of Most of All. And uh, as I'm on stage, I look down, and I see this beautiful auburn hair gal standing right in front of the stage looking up. 
And I, I just remember looking at her and, and going to myself, wow. That was the reaction I had as a singer, wow. Um, and I got down, I've never done this before, I got down on one knee and I sang the rest of the song, most of all, to her. And um, and then I called her up the following weekend uh, to see, because she gave me her number, to see if we could go out on a date, and she blew me off. <laughs> and she said, she said, I can't talk to you. Uh, the Beatles are on Ed Sullivan. Uh, I have to go watch the show. Call me next week. Goodbye. And, and I just could not believe what just happened to me. I, I got dissed uh, in favor of the Beatles. <laughs> I, you know, they weren't my favorite group after that, but of, of course they wound up being. But when, uh, when I came with the dedications years later, we had a chance to pick a tune to go on an album. And I selected most of all. And, of course, I dedicated it to my wife of now 56 years, Joanne. So it's her favorite song. It's our song. And um, I hope she, uh, uh, she remembers the words. Like, uh, I've, I've sung them all these years, so I do know the words. But most of all, um, it's just a wonderful song. And I thank the Moonglows for, for making it possible. And I hope we, you know, we made it sound as, as good as everybody would hope uh, the Moonglows song would sound. Great. What a great story. Uh, okay, let's listen to Most of All by The Dedications. Most of all.
Wow. Awesome job on that. That's Bill Reichert and the dedication is doing most of all. Thank you, thank you. You're very welcome. Um, what a great sound you guys had. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I was very proud. Uh, we spent 13 quality years together. Um, one of the, uh, uh, you know, there's a couple of special moments you, you happen to have with a group. One of the special moments is when uh, Ronnie I approached us. Uh, remember Ronnie I from Clifton Records? Oh, of course. Yeah, Ronnie I uh, approached us and uh, said, I'd like to record you guys on a 45. And he recorded us uh, with a song called uh, For Your Love. I believe the flip side was Come Back, My Love. I'm not quite sure. But we recorded, uh, and I have a copy of the 45 in red vinyl uh, on Clifton Records. But uh, that was uh, one one moment uh, when Ronnie asked us to record us. And then uh, uh, in August of 1991, uh, dedications were asked by celebrity cruises to do what we call a doo-wop cruise to Bermuda, and and we did that year. That was another memory uh, for us, and uh, so we've had some special times. Uh, this teardrops follow me. Um, we were doing a show in Long Island, and the uh, the promoter of the show um, uh, came up to me and said, "Hey, I have one of the original Del Satins uh, in the audience tonight." Uh, Stan Ziska would, I said, well, Stan's the original lead. And um, he says, yeah, he says, uh, would you mind if he got up on stage and did Teardrops Follow Me with you? Because I know you guys do that. I said, would I mind? I said, I'd be privileged. So we had Stan Ziska come up on stage and he did the lead. But when we finally had a chance to put it on an album, it was our dedication to Stan Ziska and the Del Satins. And they did such a wonderful job with it. We thought that uh, it's something we would like to cover on the album and, and pay tribute to uh, to them. But Teardrops Follow Me had some great harmony. Uh, I tried to do the lead as, as uh, carefully as uh, Stan did it, and I, I hope Stan and the rest of the uh, uh, listening audience enjoys Teardrops Follow Me as much as we did making it. Great. We're going to listen to that in a moment, but uh, Billy, Bad Boy Brooklyn Billy Regal Buto uh, wrote in the chat room that Frankie Russo smashed into the back of his then brand new Monte Carlo many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he, he must have been listening to himself sing on on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, it's a small world, small world. Um, okay, with that, we're going to listen to the dedications doing teardrops. Follow me.
Well, welcome back. We're speaking with Bill Reichert from the Dedications, the Runaways, and a number of other groups, and currently uh, Pittsburgh doo-wop big band. But we just heard Teardrops Follow Me. And Bill, you were telling me a story about that uh, from Stan Ziska. Well, uh, when I had chatted with Stan uh, the night that he had come up on the, and done the song, I said, Stan, uh, you know, I sing the song. I try to sing it the way you do. But what is this? What is it? And he laughed at me. He said, Bill, I had to use that as a filler. All right. He says, I didn't want any dead time. So he says, but it also helped me keep the tempo. And he laughed. He says, when you're singing this song, it's such an up-tempo song. Yeah, you can easily lose that tempo. So... Uh, the filler, dun da 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 dun da 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 turn in the mirror, and what do I see? You know, it helped him keep, uh, it helped him fill the void, and also uh, keep a nice tempo uh, for the, you know, for the whole song. Wow, another great memory. A lot of stories, a lot of great stories. <clears throat> well, uh, I was fortunate enough to share the stage with some fabulous, fabulous uh, entertainment over the years. Uh, again, I've been doing this 60 years, and um, between uh, Stan Ziska, yeah, I have a picture of the Del Satins with Stan Ziska in it, uh, and what 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 I started to realize is, uh, remember Les Couchy from the Brooklyn Bridge? Of course, yes. Yeah, Les was in the uh, Del Satins, and Johnny Maestro was in the Del Satins at one time. Yep. I have pictures of, uh, of both of them in an old photo, and I said, wow. Uh, they spawned a lot of wonderful singers, uh, uh, so I was fortunate enough to, you know, to meet and, uh, and and spend some time with them. Great. Oh, Pepe, uh, who used to live in Pittsburgh, he lives in Arizona now. He asked if uh, Pittsburgh do what big band does shows in May. <clears throat> uh, let me think. Uh, I know we've got because of COVID. Uh, shows that, like, we were doing um, the UPMC Theater. Uh, they had to cancel so many shows, uh, and they brought back those groups that they had to cancel. So they get first choice. But I think we're supposed to go back into, I don't know if it's May or, or June, but we're supposed to do a show uh, in Pittsburgh uh, either in May or June. We're working on a couple. I'm working on a show right now in Butler, PA, in um, August at the at the Blue Sox Stadium. Uh, it's an outdoor show uh, at the uh, ballpark at the stadium. And uh, we've even got a couple of shows booked into 2023 at the Palace Theater, one of them. So uh, I just can't speak for May yet because uh, people are, are still nervous about COVID. Yeah, yeah. And a little late, when we get to talking about uh, Pittsburgh, uh, do our big band, we'll give them the website and everything and okay. all the information. But for now, we're going to go to uh, the second Dedications album called Keeping the Sound Alive. That's correct. And the first cut we have from that album is Till. Yeah, Till... Um Mickey B, who is a friend of mine, a DJ from Long Island, uh, since deceased uh, in the last two years, uh, I was over at Mickey's house planning a show, an upcoming show with him, and uh, Mickey's wife, uh, Rox, uh, turned around and said, I have a song you guys should record, and she brought out a copy of the song Till, and I loved it. 
and I said, uh, you know what, uh, the next time we do an album, this will be my choice on the album. And I said, and uh, if and when we are able to do it, because uh, back then it was a, a year away, I said, uh, I'll make sure that you get credit for recommending this song. So Mickey B's wife uh, is the one that uh, requested this song, and she requested re- we record it. And I hope uh, she played a female version uh, of a female group doing it, mm-hmm. and I hope uh, that we've done it uh, justice and, and people will enjoy uh, the dedications version of Till. i got to tell you, the lead was uh, a little hard for me to do. It was somewhere between doo-wop and opera, but uh, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Now, yeah, tell us um, the Angels originally. Yes, that's it. I couldn't think of their name, but you got it. Yeah. Okay, well, let's listen to the dedications doing Till. The Dedications, Bill Reichert and the Dedications with Till. And that came off of the Dedications' second album, Keeping the Sound Alive. And, Bill, we have another cut from this album, Chapel of Dreams. 
Chapel of Dreams, uh, in the last song, Till, uh, there was this sweet harmony on the note. You know, really sweet in the top first tenor note. Uh, Lou Liguri, as I mentioned, to me was one of the best first tenors I, I've ever sung with. Well, Lou um, requested for his song in the album, Chapel of Dreams. Um, and we had done a show with the dubs uh, in Glen Cove, Long Island, uh, the dubs and the dedications. At that time, Cleveland still and the dubs. And um, when he heard the uh, dubs do Chapel of Dreams, Lou said, uh, I got to do that song uh, in our future shows. And he did. And when it came to the album, Lou did uh, an amazing rendition of Chapel of Dreams. But what I think I'm most proud of is the lead vocals and the harmony in this song. Um, if you had to give it a scale of 1 to 10, in my opinion, the group did an 11 performance on this song. I could not believe how, how well uh, performed uh, that everybody did. Uh, I was proud. I think I'm doing second tenor in here, but I was proud to give up my lead vocals to Lou. And uh, Chapel of Dreams uh, is a classic by the dubs, and um, it's our our coverage of this song, uh, the way we covered it, we wanted it uh, to be as good as they did it, and hopefully we, we accomplished that. Okay, we're going to take a listen. I've heard it already, and yes, all of the accolades are true. Definitely uh, an 11 out of 10, even a 12 or higher. <laughs> well, the last note is uh, I have to hit the falsetto on and uh, I just closed my eyes, held my breath, and, and went for it. And, uh, and you know, you look at, you're expecting the guy to say, uh, take two, <laughs> get ready. You know, but, uh, well, actually, it probably was our second or third take. But I thought we'd have to do it again. But, uh, hey, I'm proud of, uh, of, of the way it was released on the album. I hope everybody else likes it. Okay, let's take a listen. Bill Reichert and the Dedications, Chapel of Dreams. In the chapel of dreams Every dream will come true In the chapel of dreams There's a dream there for you
chapel of dreams. Chapel of dreams, chapel of dreams, chapel of dreams. Wow, killer, just absolute killer great great cover of chapel of dreams uh thank you and the, and the dubs uh you know they kept cranking out the hits uh so we we were very proud to cover one of their songs and the third cut that we have from the keeping the sound alive album is earth angel Take a look. Here we go. Let's listen to Earth Angel by the Dedications.
another wow on that one, Bill. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the uh, Earth Angel. Uh, you know, who can not uh, love a song like that? It would. Uh, it stayed with me uh, from the first day I heard it, all through my uh, adult and now senior life. Mm-hmm. And so those were the three cuts that we took from keeping the sound alive. And what happened next? What happened with the dedications? What happened next? Well, um, uh, before we uh, stopped recording uh, with the dedications, um, right after we did Keeping the Sound Alive, <clears throat> Eddie Engel uh, from Crystal Ball Records and Mickey Borak, or Mickey B, um, uh, brought us into the recording studio and asked us to do uh, kind of like one of those... Um, uh, a fun type uh, uh, CD or cassettes and uh, it was about 15 uh, jingles that uh, Mickey B and Eddie wrote uh, called Doop Phone and uh, they were a, uh, a group of jingles that you could uh, play on your telephone answering machine you could select one of the 15 and then just put it on so when somebody called your jingle would pick up uh, instead of your voice how you have reached and uh, the one I remember of course because I spent uh, three or four years with the mystics after that was the jingle that uh, Eddie Engel wrote for for Hushabye and it was leave your name and number two I will get right back to you. I'm not home, as you can see. Don't hang up. Don't hang up on me. And, they, and, uh, and we had like 14 more like that, uh, but they were all in harmony uh, with uh, lead vocals, and uh, it was great. Uh, uh, we didn't we didn't uh, promote it um, at the shows, but they were in a lot of different magazines, so people were... And we got cu customers. I would call people, and they would have uh, the jingles on their machine. I would love it. <laughs> That's great, and you're sounding great. <laughs> well, yeah, I I still sing uh, with the doo-wop big band, so uh, got to keep those pipes going. Oh, yeah. So uh, tell us about the Mystics. <laughs> Well, as the dedications became very popular on Long Island, um, we started playing a number of shows, and um, um, uh, the lead singer for the, um, oh, my mind goes blank, at any rate, um, came up to us and, uh, and said to us, I'd like to have you, uh, he, he was Herb Cox. Oh, owned okay. a uh, company called Class Act Entertainment. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he says, I'd like you to open some of my shows. And then um, we did a few shows for Herbie Cox. And then um, Emil Stuccio, lead singer of the classics, and Ali Contrera. Ali was the um, bass singer until then. Boom, bodo, boom, bodo, boom. You know, he did the opening intro. Yeah. He also was the bass for the Mystics. And uh, he did the lead vocals to White Cliffs of Dover. Well, Ali, as a member of the Classics, owned the name The Mystics. And Emil, um, uh, Ali, and uh, Dick Fox were putting together what they call the Boys from Brooklyn, the onstage reunion of The Mystics' Classics Passion. And they invited me to be part of The Mystics. And uh, when I was talking to them, I said, what are you trying to accomplish? He said, well, we have the original lead singer, Phil Krakalisi. We need to get you, and um, including musicians, you and, and a total of seven behind him uh, with band and vocals. And I said, well, instead of going out and getting six or seven individuals, why don't we just 
take the dedications, because we do White Cliffs of Dover and Hushabai in our act, and uh, we can stand be. I'll, I'll give up lead and stand behind Phil Crackalisi anytime, uh, because he's a quality lead vocalist, and uh, you can't you can't help but love the way uh, you know Philly did uh, all of his songs. Yeah. Anyway, um, we were asked uh, and invited to become uh, the Mystics, uh, and so from 1993 to probably mid 95, we did many many shows um, uh, as the Mystics. Um, including uh, Westbury uh, Music Fair, uh, Sony Blockbuster Entertainment Center, Madison Square Garden. And um, so it was a lot of fun being a member of the Mystics. Of course, we didn't cut any albums because the Mystics had their own hit tunes. And um, and then um, Philly moved to Florida. Phil Crackalisi moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, uh, I was without a, a group to sing with. And... Uh, uh, Vito Balsamo came up. Uh, he could not use the name Vito and, and the Salutations anymore because uh, of a licensing problem. So he was using the name Vito Balsamo, former lead singer of the Salutations. So between Vito and his group, Golden Group Memories, uh, in 2000, 2001, and 2002, I was with Vito Balsamo for uh, those two or three years, two and a half years. And uh, we did a lot of shows. Uh, and as Golden Group Memories, we were, we were together with Vito, um, uh, Randy Silverman, uh, 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 Jimmy Merchant from uh, Frankie Lyman's mm-hmm. Teenagers, uh, Phil Trancasi, myself, Leo Lucas. Uh, we traveled a lot as Golden Group Memories and Vito Balsamo Group. Well, we were doing a lot of Vito's hits back then too. And then I moved uh, in 2003 to Pittsburgh. <laughs> ah, okay. So a lot of history, but now you're leaving New York behind and going to Pittsburgh. What happened? I uh, was able to meet a young fellow named Sam Perella. And Sam was the lead vocalist and leader of a group called the uh, Holidays. Uh, and we chose to use the name New Holidays because um, in the beginning, two of the original Holidays were with the group, but uh, one retired and one passed away. So we, we had to, we, we felt out of respect we wouldn't be able to continue as the Holidays because there were no originals in the group. So we called ourselves the New Holidays. And then the first album we did was Keeping the Sound Alive. And uh, I think you have a cut from that. Uh, the old Frankie Fashions hit, What Do I Have to Do? Oh, we call it What I Gotta Do. Yeah, we, we're going to play that. We actually have three cuts that we're going to do, but um, we are going to start off with What Do I Have to Do? As you said, Frankie LaFaro. Um, let's take a listen now to the new holidays.
great job on that, Bill. Now, you were doing lead and falsetto? I was doing lead and, and falsetto, and, of course, we had uh, Sam Farella doing uh, um, second tenor. Uh, we had uh, Brian McLean doing baritone and bass in that song. Uh, and, of course, the, I think I said Luann Shields was doing the top tenor. Um, the funny story about uh, Brian, uh, Brian originally came to the uh, New Holidays uh, as our musical director. He was a rhythm guitar player, amazing guitar player. And uh, when we heard him do the, ba- the bass lines to the song we just played, What Do I Have to Do?, uh, we didn't realize how quality his uh, of a bass uh, you know, voice he had. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the songs we wanted to do on the album, but we had nobody to cover the bass in it, nobody was good enough to do the bass, uh, and, and put it on record anyway, to Blue Moon. We wanted to do Blue Moon. Well, uh, only to find out that Brian uh, was the musical director for 17 years for the Marcells. And uh, during those 17 years of playing with the Marcells, of course, Freddie Johnson, uh, an original uh, Marcel, and, and, and of course, the master bassman who did Bob, 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 all the way through Blue Moon, Freddie was, uh, you know, singing it every night, and, and Brian was learning it. All of a sudden, Brian says, I can do the bass to that. And uh, we laid down the tracks. We heard Brian do bass and said, okay, let's, let's record it. So while Bill Reichert is doing the lead on Blue Moon, uh, the Brian Brian McLean stole the show because his rendition uh, of the bass notes throughout the song uh, and his uh, teachings by Freddie Johnson, the original bass, uh, he ta- uh, let's put it this way, he taught him well. Uh, Brian did a great job on Blue Moon. Okay, well, let's listen to the new holidays doing Blue Moon. Bomb, 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 bomb
Well, what can I say? Another one that you guys hit out of the park. Well, when you move to Pittsburgh and you cover a song like Blue Moon, which was number one in six countries simultaneously when it was a hit, uh, you know, you, you better pay tribute uh, with respect to uh, the Marcells, especially to Freddie, who did that uh, classic uh, bass line, uh, which goes down in history. As, as the New Holidays, by the way, we did about four or five shows uh, with Freddie Johnson, uh, and so we did a lot of uh, Marcells material and featured Freddie, featured Freddie on the bass for the whole night. He, he was our guest artist that night. So it had, we did about uh, four or five shows with Freddie as the uh, new holidays. Very cool. Now, we have um, another up-tempo tune coming up. Everybody knows this one is Zoom. Yeah, Zoom, uh, Vito Balsamo uh, said to me, Bill, if I wished I recorded one other song other than Unchained Melody, it would have been Zoom. He said, I love it. And, uh, of course, uh, he loved the way the Cadillacs did it. So uh, uh, Vito taught me, um, I, I do the lead, the baritone, I mean the lead, the bass, and the falsetto in this song. But he taught me the bass line. And what he said is, what you want to try to do when you're singing bass is, dum 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 in, in the background. He said, you want to make it sound like a heartbeat. All right, because Zoom went the beat of my heart. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we tried to do. Vito taught me that, and uh, I kind of snuck it in this uh, this record also. So it's, again, what the singer had in mind when he, when he laid down the tracks. This is what we tried to do. Great. Okay. Let's hear Bill Reichert and the New Holidays doing Zoom.
Wow, again. <laughs> great, great well, rendition of Zoom. Have to, I have to say thank you to all the singers that I, I was able to surround myself with uh, uh, with the holidays. But I'd be... Uh, uh, um, it, it wouldn't be right to, to not mention uh, Joe Alcippi, who is our saxophone player. He does all the saxophone leads to um, the Zoom. Or any lead that we have in our records uh, on sax uh, is Joe Alcippi. And uh, we've got a couple coming up that uh, Joe, Joe is just a, uh, a quality sax player. He's one of the good ones. Well, did a masterful job on that one, I'll tell you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us and, you know, bringing us this music. And we are going to go on to your next album, uh, which is Keeping the Sound Alive. The new this, one is, uh, that was Keeping the Sound Alive. This one is Here and Now. Uh, here and Now, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Here, here and Now. Um, by the new holidays, and we have something a little different. Uh, being in South Carolina, I'm familiar with this. The name of the song is Shagging the Night Away. Yep, yep. Got any stories for us? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, my, my son, uh, Bill, who lives in Erie, married this lovely young lady who lives in uh, Bristol, England. She was born in Bristol, England. And... Um, She's got this beautiful British accent, and they're married now uh, uh, five years, and uh, got a beautiful child, two, two and a half years old. She never heard my songs. So last Christmas, my son said, Dad, why don't you let Charlotte hear uh, you know, some of the material that you recorded? And so I picked up the album uh, here and now and with the new holidays. And I said, I think you'll love this. This is beach music from down south in Myrtle Beach. And I played Shaggin' the Night Away. And as the record started and the beat was great, you know, she's bopping with the beat. And all of a sudden, the song starts and the words come out. And she hears me singing Shaggin' the Night Away. And she looks at me, her eyeballs were the size of silver dollars. <laughs> and my son came in and says, uh, Dad, maybe you want to play a different record? And my son whispered in my ear, shagging has a different meaning in England. Yes, it does. Uh, and I'm singing, I'm playing shagging the night away. And I, God almighty. So I quickly changed it to, uh, uh, may I, uh, uh, what kind of fool medley. And, uh, but that, that's, Probably the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Little did I know that the words to the title of a song could be differently interpreted in another foreign country. <laughs> and I understand you're out in several foreign countries, aren't you, tonight? Yeah. Uh, but first, did she get over it? Oh, yes, yeah, she did. Uh, you know, um, I think I, I spent the rest of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day apologizing. <laughs> I, I just didn't know how. And I, you know, it's your new daughter-in-law, and uh, you want to make a good impression. And, uh, well, I know she knows, <laughs> she knows better, but uh, it wasn't the, uh, you know, you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. Well, I've been having my second chance for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, let's hear... Bill Reichert and the New Holidays doing Shaggin' the Night Away. Shaggin' the Night Away 
Oh, yeah, got to dance to that one, Shagging the Night Away. Well, that's where you had to follow Doo-Wop. Doo-Wop went south to Myrtle Beach, so we, we followed it down there and uh, wanted to put our two cents in, too, and keep the sound alive. Well, you sure did, and a very nice job on that one. Um, the next cut we have, Bill, is I Believe. Well, I Believe was originally done by Larry Chance and the Earls. And um, uh, to, to make a long story short, uh, we, were, uh, we met a family who had a 10-month-old baby girl who needed a, a bone marrow transplant. Uh, her name was Alyssa Marie Esposito. And uh, I, uh, I felt comp- compelled uh, to put a concert together to help raise money. If she didn't get the bone marrow transplant, she would die. And she was only 10 months old. And um, I asked all my friends on Long Island uh, uh, to come together. And uh, uh, some of the groups that, uh, that donated their time were the Cavaliers, the uh, Amos Stuccio and the Classics, Randy and the Rainbows, uh, Larry Chance and the Earls. Uh, and then uh, during that uh, concert, I heard Larry Chance uh, and the Earls do I Believe. And it just blew me away. So uh, one thing that uh, I wanted to make sure that if I ever had a chance uh, to learn and, uh, and record that song, uh, I would do it not only as a tribute uh, to Larry Chance and the Earls, uh, who did a quality job, but uh, to, to anybody who, who, who a song like this has special meaning to. We've lost a lot of people in our lifetime, especially the last two years with COVID. And, um, you know, for every drop of rain will fall, a flower grows. So the words are special. Yes. And, um, I, I, it has a, a deep meaning for everybody that uh, was part of that recording that day. So we put it out on, on uh, as the new holidays on our Here and Now album. And uh, uh, Larry uh, wound up having throat cancer uh, uh, after a while. And uh, believe me, uh, he needed uh, every every miracle that the song I believe talks about. So, uh, and he's still singing today. So uh, obviously. Uh, the song has special meaning, and I'm glad he put it out. hope everybody likes it. Okay, let's listen now to Bill and the New Holidays covering I Believe.
Once again, once once again, Bill, you never fail to amaze. <laughs> Just uh, the thought of hitting that note—I uh, can still hit it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a senior citizen uh, now, and uh, I was almost a senior citizen then when I recorded it. But um, I'm, I'm happy I can still hit those notes. So there was there was a, a period of time that twelve years that I I, I stayed out of music to raise a family. Thank God I did that because I still have my voice. A lot of the guys that stayed in for those 12 years you know, are suffering now because they've been singing all that time. So I had a little rest. <laughs> yeah. Now, so some of the comments in the chat room, super job, fabulous, wow, killed it, kudos for this song. So there you go. Thank you, thank you. Um. Next, we have a medley, um, and this is, this is again, a beach music medley. It is. Um, Sam Farella, who was the leader of the holidays, um, had Joe uh, Altippi, the saxophone player, working closely with the keyboard player, and um, they wrote out the music to uh, three of the uh, uh, Bill Deal and the Rondell song, May I, I've Been Hurt, and what kind of fool uh, do you think I am? And um, I, I just, when I heard it, I just went, wow. So you've got Joe Alcippi, um and the keyboard sounds like a full orchestra behind it. And uh, you've got Sam doing the lead on May I. I pick up the lead um, during I've Been Hurt. And then um, Sam jumps back into lead on what kind of fool. Uh, and I jump back into second tenor. So we're moving in and out of the harmony and in and out of the leads. But what a, you had to love Bill Deal and the Rondells. They made um, the doo-wop up a notch when they put the brass and everything behind them and, uh, and brought the tempos up uh, uh, with drums and um, and saxophones and other things behind them. So uh, this is a real, uh, a real joy to have done this song. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to take a listen to it right now. 
And here we go. Great beach music medley there, Bill. 
Thank you, thank you. We uh, we enjoyed the rondelles, and uh, I think um, we were talking um, during the break uh, how they were hot during 1969 and and uh, 1970. Uh, they were hotter than a pistol. Uh, so the rondelles uh, bring back some great uh, music to uh, down south. Uh, the beach music is alive and well. Oh yeah, still is. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jr. Popped in the chat room for a minute. And he is Bill's brother-in-law, Kenny. Uh, Kenny White, that's right. Kenny White. Kenny is uh, is out of Mastic, Long Island. Um, I don't know if they dug out of snow there, but they've they've gotten hit with every storm before it went to Boston. <laughs> so, uh, God bless Kenny. Uh, if uh, if I if I could make him uh, enjoy uh, doo-wop music for a whole night, uh, that was a job well done by everybody. But uh, Kenny's got a new show to listen to, and that's Remember Then Radio and uh, and your show. That's. Uh, Something he wasn't aware of until I sent him the email. Well, I thank you for that. Um, every listener that we get becomes part of the RTR, the Remember Then Radio family. That's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, well, next up, Bill, is a cut from a different album. And this one is Why Do Fools Fall in Love? It is. Um, we recorded, um, uh, I have to start by saying when I was with Golden Group Memories, uh, Vito Balsamo and, uh, and Golden Group Memories, one of the um, uh, members of Golden Group Memories was Jimmy Merchant. And um, uh, Jimmy and I and, and Vito and Randy and, and and the rest of the guys, we would uh, we do a lot of shows as Golden Group Memories. Um, but Jimmy would tell me um, in the dressing room how Why Do Fools Fall in Love, when he wrote the song as a love song to his teenage girlfriend, he wrote it as a ballad. And uh, he always used to joke, uh, and then he brought it to the guys in the group, and, uh, and of course, Frankie, uh, he used to say Frankie was a cross between hip-hop and doo-hop, and he jazzed it up a little bit. So it never was released as a ballad, but uh, when we released the record, we released it as a, a ballad uh, in the beginning, um, and then we talked through it to uh, show uh, this is the way the hit record came. At any rate, uh, we recorded the uh, record and we sent it to uh, we sent it out, and Collectible Records loved the song. And on August twenty eighth, two thousand seven, uh, they um, put uh, "Why Do Fools Fall in Love" out on their own label, Collectible Records album. And uh, so it's something we're very proud of because uh, a big company like Collectible Records uh, took our material and uh, they loved this song in particular and they named the album Why Do Fools Fall in Love. And uh, the lead singer on this is Luann Shields. She would do all of the Frankie Lyman uh, high, high tenor songs. She would also do all of the female lead songs. Well, she did an unbelievable job, not only in the ballad portion, but as the song picked up into the way. But I think your listening audience uh, will have never heard this unless they bought the Collectibles album. But it's the beginning, uh, it's slow song into a fast song, and it's the story uh, that's told with the song on how it went from a ballad to uh, an up-tempo tune. So Luann Shields did a, a great job singing lead, and... Um, 
we uh, have Joel Sippy playing uh, sax and then all of the new holidays in harmony behind it. But I hope everybody loves this rendition of Why the Fools Fall in Love. Now, I just have to mention that in the chat room, we have somebody came in as Joe26Lou. Don't know if they are associated with you or not, but just wanted to tell you. Joe26Lou. Yeah. Don't know. Okay. Uh, that's probably one of my relatives hiding uh, under a uh, nom de plume. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, let's hear Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Ladies and gentlemen, a number of years ago, a friend of mine, Jimmy, while in the ninth grade, wrote this song as a love song to his teenage girlfriend. He took the song to the guys in his group, and they began to sing it as a slow, beautiful ballad. This is the way it was written. This is the way it was originally sung. a young guy named Frankie joined the group. He was a cross between hip-hop and doo-wop. He jazzed it up a bit. You may remember this hit record just like this. Well, doom-bop, 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 bo-bo-bo.
excellent, 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 excellent. Loved it. Loved it, Bill. Thank, thank you. And I um, want to give a, a huge shout-out to the lead singer of that one. And she was on uh, many of the other cuts we heard tonight. Luann Shields. She's in the chat room with her husband, Joe. Uh, so, Luann, thank you. That was great. Bill? Yeah, she's, uh, you know, I've, I've never sang in a group with a, uh, a female uh, singer, um, uh, whether they sang lead or, or harmony, and uh, I never had that privilege. Uh, when I got to Pittsburgh uh, and joined the holidays, uh, Luann was uh, singing first tenor uh, and lead, and uh, oh my goodness, uh, the quality of, uh, of her harmony is uh, impeccable. Uh, she's as good uh, in, in her first tenor harmony as Lou Liguri was with the dedications, and uh, her leads, as you can, uh, nobody nobody can hit those high notes like she does, but uh, she does the Frankie Lyman material, and she does all the female leads uh, for the Exciters and the Shirelles and the Chiffons. Nobody does it like her, and uh, it was... Uh, it was uh, I was proud to be a part of the holidays, and uh, with Brian doing those bass runs, with uh, Luann doing uh, the high harmony and leads that she's done with Sam Farella, uh, and I'll just be, before I, I say anything more about the new holidays, Sam recently uh, had throat surgery. He had throat cancer, kind of like the way Larry Chance uh, found mm-hmm. out, and. Um, I'm very proud of the fact that uh, he stayed with it. Uh, he went through uh, uh, a couple of surgical procedures. He's healing now. And um, I, I, my, I hope and pray that uh, Sam Farella will come out the other end and continue singing because he, he did a lot to, to uh, organize, uh, put together, uh, record, and promote the, uh, the new holidays. And uh, hopefully he'll get a chance on the other side of surgery to, to come back out and, and do it all over again. Well, all of our prayers are with him. Thank you. So, okay. We've heard, uh, let's see, the Runarounds, Runaways. We've heard the Dedications. We've heard the New Holidays. We heard about the Mystics. We heard about uh, Vito Balsamo. Where are you now? You know, it almost sounds like when you went through that list, it almost sounds like I can't keep a job. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, you know, that was from the uh, 1960s all the way through the present. So uh, I've been fortunate enough and blessed enough to to be with some quality uh, entertainers and musicians, uh, some quality groups. And right now when I, when I got to um, uh, Pennsylvania, um, I was uh, asked uh, to join a group called the Pittsburgh Doo-Wop Big Band, and I've been with them now seven years. I handle the lead vocals for the male uh, vocals, and uh, Laura Rosday handles all the female vocals. Um, it's, again, a 16-piece orchestra, where uh, in the all the songs that we played uh, tonight, the 15 songs we played tonight, featured harmony with vocal harmony in the background. Uh, the Pittsburgh doo big band, the harmony is structured a little differently. 
you have a male lead, a female lead, and the harmony is is kind of the way it was back in the 40s. Remember when Glenn Miller was looking for that sound, that sound? Well, that sound wound up to be the harmony sound between the saxophones, trombones, and trumpets. And that's what uh, Rick Mansfield does when he writes the charts for his song. So when we do a song like Spanish Harlem, which is one of our songs, Rick writes it, there's five saxophones, four trombones, four trumpets, um, uh, uh, keyboards, a bass uh, guitar, either a, a stand-up bass or, or a regular bass guitar, five-string, and uh, then we have our drummer, Deb Weibel. Uh, so there's 16 musicians, and the harmony that you hear, instead of it being vocal harmony like the, the group, the vocal group, um, you have the harmony between the instruments. And uh, you, it's, it's just that I'm, I died and went to heaven. I, I, <laughs> I know how every big bad singer feels when uh, he opens his mouth and he's got 16 uh, musicians behind him uh, uh, playing. Wow. I mean, it just blew me away the first time I heard it. And um, we, we attract a, a person who loves... There are two successful genres of music uh, in, in the time I've been on Earth. One is the big band era, uh, which was 40s and early 50s, and then uh, doo-wop. Uh, what we've done is we've taken the big band era, uh, i.e. the 16-piece orchestra, and we've combined it with doo-wop. So we have the two most successful genres of music put together. And when we go out on stage, we usually do the larger theater shows or dinner theaters. Uh, so we've been doing the uh, the Oaks Theater uh, in in um, here in uh, uh, Oakmont, PA. Uh, we've done the uh, Lamp Theater in Irwin, PA. We, we've got a show booked next year at the Palace Theater in Greensburg, PA, and um, uh, we've done some at the uh, UPMC uh, Theater in um, in McCandless. So we do a lot of theater shows, and uh, and then we've done shows at some of the outdoor festivals where they can, uh, like the last one we did was um, uh, for Concordia uh, here in um, uh, the Saxonburg uh, area, Cabot, Saxonburg area. And there were 700 people at our concert outdoors, uh, and that was this summer. So we try to do the, uh, the theater shows, the dinner shows, and the larger outdoor concerts because we need a 24 by 24 stage in order to fit the whole group on it. Oh, yeah. And so, but I have to tell you, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. Um, the, uh, again, our musical director is Rick Mansfield, and Rick was the musical director for Doop 50, Doop 51, uh, all of those original shows on public television. And they were the highest grossing uh, shows in the history of public TV. And um, Rick won awards for his musical direction, and uh, the shows have won awards for, they've broken every record uh, in TV history. Oh, yeah, T.J. Lubinsky, yes. Yep, T.J. and uh, Henry DeLuca. Uh, it was a good friend. That's Susan's uh, husband. Susan sang uh, with Pure Gold. They mm -hmm. just did their last concert and retired. Yeah, so how can people get a hold of you? Well, uh, they can do uh, one of two things. Our website uh, for the Internet is uh, com. Um, and then if they go on Facebook, it's, uh, uh, the Pittsburgh do big band. Uh, so if they just go on, uh, the internet or Facebook, uh, and then they can, uh, make comments and we'll get back to them. Uh, uh or they can message me on the board, uh, 
kind of like the way we met. Uh, and uh, we'd be we'd be happy to have new fans. Uh, the COVID uh, schedule has kind of uh, d- delayed. Uh, right now, most of the, the shows that we're starting to book are for um, June, July, August, uh, uh, September. So we've got shows coming up at the Oaks Theater. Uh, in Oakmont, we've got a, uh, I, I don't have the exact dates, but we have a summer show coming up and a Christmas show. And, uh, and then uh, we're doing that stadium show at the Blue Sox Stadium in uh, Butler, Pennsylvania. And they have a, uh, a seating uh, audience of about 1,400 people. So uh, we hope to have a very good, large outdoor show. Uh, and outdoor because the people feel more comfortable going outdoors and hearing a concert than being squashed on an indoor scenario. So that's... Yeah. Uh, COVID has, COVID has uh, adjusted our schedule quite a bit in the last two and a half years, but uh, we managed to stay busy, and uh, I think people will like the sound of the Pittsburgh doo-wop big band. It's, uh, it's the best, best of both worlds, doo-wop and, uh, and, and big band. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have any cuts to play, but we are looking forward to uh, at least hearing some on YouTube or Facebook eventually. Yes, there are. Um, they, they have um, a cut of uh, Spanish Harlem on Facebook. They have a cut of Any Day Now, which is, uh, remember Any Day Now, uh, Chuck? Um, yeah, uh, Chuck, I know you know. I know which one you mean, yeah. Yeah, he Any was day. originally with the Dell Vikings, mm-hmm. and he did, uh, he did Any Day Now. Uh, but um, we have that song, and then we have a duet with Laura and I, um, so there's uh, three or four songs uh, on Facebook. Uh, they're not full cuts. They're just uh, shots from d- different shows that uh, our fans uh, recorded and sent us. Okay, well. It's difficult to bring a 16-piece orchestra into a recording studio, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, the Beach Boys did it, and uh, they had the wrecking crew behind them, and Spectre did it, so... We are looking forward to hearing a lot about Pittsburgh's uh, duopic band. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, just a comment, the Beach Boys and Phil Spector had the money to do it, too. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. A lot of studio time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to say this. Uh, I want to thank you personally, Steve, for um, all the efforts you went to, to to put this show together for for me and my family tonight. This is my my history in music, my life in music from when I was um, 17 years old, 18 years old, up to now, and I won't say how old I am, but I am a senior. Um, I, uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to, to, to feature my music, and uh, I thank your listening audience for the kind words that they've said. Uh, at the same time, uh, Remember Then Radio provides uh, an opportunity for... Uh, there's more singers like me who have never had a hit record, you know, like... Uh, 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 many of the uh, of my counterparts that I've shared the stage with, uh, I've not been fortunate enough to have a million-selling record. Phil Crackalisi with the Mystics did, and uh, Vito did, um, but uh, I've not not been fortunate enough to to have that. But 
the, the good thing about it is there's a lot more guys like me out there keeping the sound alive, and uh, and there's a lot of stations uh, like you that are popping up, and and you guys have put together a a group of so a group of um, shows on Remember Then dot uh, com radio that uh, that's second to none, and and I'm I'm proud to have my songs on here today, and I thank you for keeping the sound alive. You guys are doing a great job, and thank you. Well, thank you, Bill. You know, we do it out of love for the music and love for the artists. And I'd like to also personally thank you for giving us your time and sharing your musical history with us. Uh, It's very intriguing, fascinating, uh, and... I bet you we've only touched the tip of the iceberg with the stories that you must have. Well, we have, and uh, between... Uh, I have shared the dressing rooms with uh, just about every major group out there. Uh, I've talked personally in depth with Carl Gardner from the Coasters, um, uh, uh, the uh, Freddie Paris and the Five Satins. Uh, some of these shows that we did... Uh, the one show we did at the uh, Sony Blockbuster Entertainment Center, there were 21 groups in the show. And uh, to be in the dressing room and, and uh, to have the camaraderie of uh, six, seven hours of, of with those guys, meeting them, chatting with them, uh, hearing the, uh, the stories, uh, uh, their war stories, uh, yeah, it gave me an opportunity to see doo-wop uh, in a way that I had never seen it. So uh, I've been fortunate enough to, uh, to surround myself with quality singers and musicians and to have shared the stage with people that have made a major impact uh, on my doo-wop career and, and uh, just made me want to keep singing. So um, we, it's a wonderful group of, uh, of singers and artists. And uh, honestly, if there's a doo-wop heaven, uh, some of my best friends are now there with uh, oh, yeah. Johnny Maestro and... Um, uh, Nick Santo from the Capris and uh, Les Couchy from the Brooklyn Bridge. That's right. Uh, Freddie Powers. Uh, so there's a doo-wop heaven. Some of the best singers on earth are there now. And uh, I'm sure they're listening to Remember the Radio because <laughs> it's all over. It's the Internet, and it's not just limited. You know what I'm that, saying? That's the truth. Now, I have two messages for you. Uh, one is from Ann and Mike. They said, a great show, Bill. You sound great. You even got us up to dance around our living room. Love you, cuz. <laughs> That's my cousin Ann and Mike uh, from uh, Mastic Long Island. Uh, they're great. Okay. And Peppy said, I should tell you that he'll make sure he comes back to uh, Pittsburgh when you guys perform. Yes, and uh, please uh, have him introduce himself uh, so I know uh, I can say hello and thank you and uh, and get to know him. But uh, yeah, you've got you've got quite a few characters in your chat room tonight. <laughs> Half of them are probably my family. <laughs> and I, I apologize for all the time we've spent uh, saying thank you to, to family members. But uh, no, hey, no, no, no apologies necessary. No apologies necessary. RTR is all about family. <laughs> You're right. So. Uh, Let's see. I was going to say. Oh, I'm going to. I'll put you in touch with Pepe, uh, Robert Paparella. Okay. I'm sure you guys would love to speak. Yes. Yes. Uh, and if he uses word like yuns and gumdrops, uh, you know, I'll, I'll. I just learned. I came from New York. Uh, you know, I spent uh, at the time 57 years in New York, and uh, when I moved to Pennsylvania. 
I heard Yunus for the first time. I, did, I thought I was on another planet. <laughs> uh, and then I heard Gumdrop. And, uh, uh, and, and the, somebody said to me one day, have at it. That's... Oh, I had never heard that before. So, <laughs> hey, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh uh, has, has been good. Let me just say this last thing. When I left New York, one of the things that, uh, that broke my heart is a guy like Don K. Reed was told by the new company that bought uh, WCBS-FM that he couldn't use the word doo-wop anymore. Oh. And, the ner- and the name of his show was Don K. Reed's doo-wop, doo-wop shop. shop. Exactly. So in New York, they had stopped. All these didn't consist of, of doo-wop anymore. They, they moved it up to the 70s and 80s. When I got to Pittsburgh, all right, doo-wop was alive and well, not only T.J. Lubinsky and the Men in the Theater, but, uh, man, we had uh, uh, Pittsburgh uh, was like well behind the movement to, to stop doo-wop. They're still promoting it. They're still doing great shows here. And between South Carolina and you and, and all your friends throughout the country that are, that are featured on your Remember Then radio, uh, they they caught right up to uh, Pittsburgh here because Pittsburgh's still stuck in the fifties and sixties, and we're loving it. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. And uh, Joe Z came into the chat room and he said, "Thanks, Bill." Not sure who Joe is, but you probably know him. Joe Z is the biggest doo-wop fan that I have ever met in my life uh, in my time in Pittsburgh. Joe knows every doo-wop group, uh, and he, he can hear, you know that song, that show, Name That Tune? Yeah. Joe can name most of the tunes in the first three notes. <laughs> that's how that's how in tune he is. It's, his name is Joe Zapanzik. Uh We all call him Joe Z. But um, I, I thank Joe Z for getting uh, involved and listening in, and, uh, and, and Joe Z is going to be a, a fan of Remember Then Radio because he's now found the perfect outlet when he's sitting at his computer now. He can, he can now turn on Remember Then Radio and listen, <laughs> and everybody will think he's working. Uh, that's the truth. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm going to give you your night back, what's left of it. Um. And what we do here, the last half hour until 11, we call acapella time. And it's, oh, wow. and it's all acapella. And, uh, but again, um, I want to thank you, Bill, Bill Reichert from, uh, the dedications. Well, I won't go through everything, but currently from, uh, Pittsburgh's Doop Big Band. So look for them. Try and catch them, Bill. We will definitely stay in touch, and uh, we'll definitely have you back again. I appreciate it, Steve. Thank you, and thanks to all your fans uh, for uh, sharing the music with us. Appreciate mm-hmm. your time. Thank you, and again, have a beautiful rest of the evening. And my regards to Joanne. Is that your wife? That's my wife, and she uh, she gave me three thumbs up tonight. She ran in the kitchen, went thumbs up. She she found three songs she really liked on that. I'll have to find out what they are. Okay. Now I'll do my Elvis impersonation with Joanne. Thank you very much. So. <laughs> okay, Bill. Well, you take care. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you again, Steve. Appreciate your time. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.